If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 John 3 and 16. Again, that's 1 John 3 and 16, and I'll be reading out of the NIV version. It says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command to believe in the name of the son, Jesus, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. Amen. Well, that's quite a bit of reading. Let's look at verse 19. It says, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts to rest in his presence. Truth. What is it referring to? Let's go back a, a verse. Let's go to verse 18. Dear children, let us not love with words of speech, but with actions and in truth In actions and in truth. In other words, the scripture is saying for us to show love. Then it says in actions and in truth. What is truth? Whatever God told you to do, whatever he has revealed to you. Verse 17 says, if anyone has material possession and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that? person how can the love of god be in that person john is questioning how much love we have in our hearts if we don't help our brothers and sisters now let's go back to 19 it says this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence now once again it says this is how we know that we belong to the truth how do we know that we're in the truth how do we know that the love of God is in our hearts? How do we know this? It says, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. What is John talking about here? In other words, let's say you do not give to your brothers and sisters. The word of God says your heart will condemn you. How do we know that this uh, that we belong to the truth and we rest in this peace or in this presence because our hearts are going to condemn us in our heart. If the truth is in us, it should condemn us. Our hearts will condemn us, but we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. What is the scripture saying? Because God is greater than our heart. We also have this in the word of God. It says, if we do anything wrong, we can just go to the father. We can come boldly before the throne of grace and ask for grace and mercy and help in the time of need. Because God is greater than our hearts condemning us. Now, once again, why would our heart condemns us? Because we didn't give to our brother. 
what the scripture is saying, once again, this is a true sign that the truth is in us, that the truth is in us. Now, if you notice, John said, if you can bypass your brother and sister, he questioned, is the spirit of God or is the love of God really in your heart? So if we don't do these things, our heart should condemn. Now, let me give you an example of this. I'm going to tell off on myself. Uh, I remember one time I was at the ATM machine and I was uh, uh, withdrawing some money. And during that time, the Holy Spirit told me, hey, I need you to take out some more money. Well, because I was so gold oriented, I didn't pay attention to the voice. I remember the voice, but because I was so focused on, let me say it right, doing what God told me to do, because there's list things I needed to get done that day. I failed to hear what he was saying. The word of God says that man shall live not by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth or is proceeding out of the mouth of God. God was trying to give me an instruction, but because I was so focused on the goals, I didn't recognize it as the voice of God. I did not recognize it as the voice of God. So I remember thinking uh, this, I considered it as like a fleeting thought, didn't pay much attention to it. Well, I went on. And I had several stops and made several purchases and things of that nature. And then I went to the fast food uh, place, went through the, the uh, drive through. And the first window as I was approaching the window. I knew in my heart I was supposed to sow into that individual. You all, my heart was grieved. Why? Because I knew in my heart I was supposed to so into that person. Now, you may ask the question, well, brother pastor, uh, I, I don't see the big deal. You know, you know, how do you really know? Well, let me tell you something. I had already set my heart to give when God directed me to see this has been a practice I've been doing for some time. So, I, I mean, I, I, I made my 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 uh, request to God. Lord, look, if anyone you want me to give, listen, just tell me, just show me. I'll give it to them. Well, guess what? Their request was still operative. When I pulled up to that first window of the drive through, I knew I was supposed to give to that person. But the problem was this. I didn't take out enough money in the, at the ATM machine. And you all know what? Once again, my heart was grieved. It's the person did not look like they were in need. But how many of y'all understand? It doesn't matter. I knew I already set my heart to be a, an instrument of God to sow when and where he tells me to sow. But I missed it. Once again, my heart was grieved. And so I remember talking to the Holy Spirit. I said, now, Lord, now, look, I can go back to the ATM and get some money. Tell me what to give. And, and he said, no, I missed my opportunity to sow. Some of y'all still saying, well, you know, you just should have went with the ATM machine anyway. Well, no, the point in this matter. Listen, God wanted me, listen, to be sensitive to sow when he tells me to sow. Someone else, I'm sure, sold in that person and, and they received the blessing. You all. My heart condemned me. Why? Because I was supposed to sow to that individual. But because I did not keep his commandments, I was so busy trying to check my list off that I missed the opportunity to draw more money as the Holy Spirit told me to do. And you all, once again, my heart condemned me. Now, thank God. Once again, we have a father where God says God is greater than our hearts and we can Come boldly before the throne of grace. But once again, it was an opportunity that I missed. Now, let's continue 
Let's continue reading. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. Let's look at it. It says once again, dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. If our hearts do not condemn us, that means that we obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. We kept his commandments and because we commit, we kept his commandments. Then guess what? We can expect to receive anything we ask. Of God. You all, this is one of the ways that we keep the blessings flowing on our lives. This right here, once again, is a way that we continue on a continuous basis, keep the blessing of the Lord flowing once again in our lives. Our hearts won't condemn us when we've done what God has asked us to do. Furthermore, the scripture says we can uh, receive anything that we ask of the Father. We receive anything we ask of the father because we kept his commandments. And it says, furthermore, because we keep his commands and do what pleases him, we do what he tells us to do and we and it pleases and we do what pleases him. Now, word of God says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's impossible to please God. Look at my situation once again. Look at the story because I didn't obey the voice, keep his command. I wasn't able to please God or operate in faith to have that money to give to that person. You all, once again, this is a way that the Holy Spirit keeps us in a position to receive from from God now. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. Now, let me stop right here. It says to love one another as he commanded us. Now. This is not only talking about those who are destitute. In other words, those who it looks like it looks as if they are uh, in need. Someone who look like they're on their way to the soup kitchen. No, this also can be a need that your brother or sister may have that you've noticed. It can be what God is prompting your heart to meet that need. So once again, it can be someone who who's destitute, if you will. Or it could be someone who God has shown you that that person has a need in their life. Or number three, it can be someone who, who God just commanded you go so into that individual. So once again, let's look what the scripture is saying. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded. How is God commanding you to love? Right now we're talking about giving to your fellow man. It says the one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us, the one who keeps his commandments. We live in him and him. He lives in us or we abide in him and he abide, he abides in us. You all, this is one of the ways that God wants to keep us abundantly supplied by being sensitive to the Holy Spirit to give when there's a need. Once again, let me reiterate. 
this does not necessarily necessarily mean that the person is, you know, homeless or in dire straits. It could be just a simple need that you notice, or it could be God commanding you to sow into an individual. Now, this is vividly illustrated in Second Kings chapter four. Second Kings chapter four. Let's we'll begin reading at verse eight, and I'm reading out the MEV version. It says, one day Elijah passed through Shunem and a noble woman was there who urged him to eat a meal. So wherever he passed through, he stopped there to eat a meal. And she said to her husband, I know that he is a holy man of God regularly passing through near us. Let us make a little walled upper room and put for him there a bed, a table, a chair and a lamp. So when he comes to us, he can stay there. Now, let's look at this. It says one day while Elisha was passing through, there was a widow woman there who urged him. She urged him to come eat with her, to eat a meal with her. Now, let's look at this for a moment. The word of God says she urged him. Now, let me say this. Women have this unique quality about them where they just know when a person has needs. Have you ever seen a mother with a child? You know, a mother, she can look at the child and I don't know how she knows. You know, she can tell his, his shoe is, is too small. He needs to get up. We need to get that boy some more shoes. Now, the shoe itself, there's no indication that there's that, that the boy's shoe is, is too small for his foot, but a mother knows. Women know when there's a need, but not only does oftentimes women know when there's a need, they God has given them the power of persuasion. Let me tell you something. A guy can be full of pride, if you will, and just say, no, I don't need your help. That woman knows how to say the right things and 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 get you to receive whatever she has for you. You know, I, you know, I'm reminded, you know, I've seen guys who especially in the school system they look like they just have an attitude with everybody and, and they have this look don't talk to me because i'm quick to fight or whatever you'll see a little 120 pound teacher or woman or whatever say uh sweetie take that hat off your head and you know what he may grumble but he'll go ahead and take it off they have a way of saying things where they can get you to accept or do what they ask you to do they won't take no for an answer. Now, let's look at the story once again. Let's look at Elisha. I can, can you imagine? He's there and this Shunammite woman goes to him and says. Man, come eat with us. He says, oh, no, me and Gehazi, we got it. You know, we're going to going to eat in the next town and we'll stop there. And it's getting late. He said, listen, no, I already got the food, I already got the food ready. Only thing you have to do is come. It's already prepared. I know. I thank you. And I really appreciate you. But but, you know, me and the guys, we, we got an appointment. We got to We have to meet. Man, look here, man. Look, it's going to be two hours before you get there to the next town. Come over here and eat. Come on. Come on. Just come on. Come on with us. It's already prepared. The word of God says Elisha, when he passed that town, he ate there. He always stopped at that widow. I'm sorry, at the Shunammite woman's house. The power of persuasion. Now, that's something that God directed her to do. Well, one day she said, 
that she's told her husband, she said, look, uh, why don't we just make a room upstairs, build a room upstairs so Elijah can can rest here when he passes by? Well, they made a room for him upstairs. And the next time he went by and stopped to eat, he had a room. The word of God says he went up in that room and he asked Gehazi, his servant, he said, what does this woman need? Because now look at it. She's done all of this. Listen, when you are kind, when you give it to your brothers and sisters in need. Now, let me go back. Have you noticed Elijah wasn't destitute, but the woman saw that there was a need there. She saw that once again, there was a need there. And so she acted. She did exactly what the scripture says in in first uh, John. Now, she said, so Elijah said, what does she need? And so Gehazi called the woman up and they asked, hey, what, what do you need? She said, uh, I'm good. Elijah said, look, do you need me to ask a, a favor for the king for you or what can we do? No, no, I'm good. You know, I'm, I'm amongst my people. The word of God says she's a noble woman. So it means she was a woman who had some means. And so she went back downstairs. Then Gehazi said, she doesn't have a son and her husband is old. Now, Elijah said, call the woman back up here. So the word of God says she went back up there, stood in the entranceway and said, look, about this season, about this time, you will have a child. She responded, oh, man of God, don't lie to me. But it happened just like Elijah said it. Now, let's look here for a moment. Looking at how she responded to Elisha, that obviously was some prayer that she had in times past. One thing I love about God, it doesn't matter your timing. God knows how to go back and get your heart's desire. You know, that's the type of God we serve. Listen, time is relative. God does not exist in time. So although you may have asked for this prayer something 20 years ago, when God gets ready, when you do what God has called you to do, he'll give it to you. The point is, God is not limited to time. Now, the word, once again, the word of God says she conceived and they had a son. Well, some time has passed and the, and the son was one day working in the field with his father. And the father and the son cried out, father, my head is hurting. And and so the father got the young man, took him to his mother. And the word of God says that she had him in his lap, held him in her lap. And about noon, she he passed. Well, she took the young man, her son, to Elijah's room that he made for him and saddled a donkey and went out to go pursue or find Elisha. The word of God says, Elijah and Gehazi saw him from afar off. And Elijah told Gehazi, hey, go, go meet her. See what's going on with her. Gehazi went there and, and met her. And she, he asked her, what's going on? And she, she replied, all is well. Now, let's look at this for a moment. For the Shunammite woman to say all is well, meaning she had confidence that Elijah, who represented the man of God, who was the man of God, who represented God, was going to fix that situation. She said, all is well. Now let's go back. The scripture says, 
you can expect to receive from God. If your heart does not condemn you, you can expect to receive anything you ask of God. Remember that. She pursues Elijah. She meets with Elijah, falls to her, to her feet and says, I didn't ask you for this. I told you, listen, don't get my hopes up. She was upset, but you know what? Once again, she knew because she had confidence all is well. She spoke out of her mouth. All is well. She had confidence. Once again, Elijah see that, that he, she was distressed. She says, I'm sorry. Elijah told Gehazi, look, go take my staff laid on a young man's face. She said, oh, no, 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 no. As surely as you're here, I'm going to stay here basically until you come home with me. Once again, listen, a lot of times women, it's hard to say no to them. They are persistent. And you know what? The word of God says that he followed her home. Long story short, the, the young man was raised back to life. But this is the point. Let's, let's look at this. She was confident in her prayers. She said all is well. Why? Because her heart didn't condemn her. She gave to the man of God. The man of God gave her her heart's desire. She knew that everything was going to be all right. How do we know that? Because she said all is well. Once again, the word of God says. This is a confidence that we have. Listen, if we receive anything we ask of him. She received what she asked of him. You all. God loves us. And this is the way God wants us to respond in faith. It's already done. Now, the story doesn't stop here. In second Kings chapter eight, beginning with the first verse, the word of God says, Elijah told the Shunammite woman that there's a famine coming. There's a famine coming. And he tells her, let's go get your family, pack your stuff up and go somewhere else. Go sojourn to another place. Once again, there's a famine on the way. The word of God says the, the Shunammite woman, he heard the voice. She, I'm sorry. She heard the voice of, of, of the man of God. She did exactly what he told her to do. She went to Philistine. He told her, listen, it'll be seven years. So she waited there for seven years. And at the end of the seven year period, she returned back to the place to her home. Now, meanwhile, the word of God says Gehazi was with the king and the king desired to hear stories about Elijah, their adventures together, if you will. Well, Gehazi began to tell him all the adventures of him and Elijah. Then he got to the story of the Shunammite woman and how, how Elijah, God used Elijah to raise her son from the dead. The word of God says about that time, about that time, the Shunammite woman shows up. The king asked her, did Elijah raise your son from the dead? She says, yes. Then the word of God says he appointed an official to, to, to go with her and restored all of her land and all of the proceeds uh, from the time she left to that present day time was given to her. So let's look at it. She provides a room for Elijah to stay when he comes through the city. But at the end of the day, 
she all of her land, all her house, her land and all the proceeds for those seven years is restored back to her. You all, when we give to our brothers and sisters that maybe that's in need, God will always honor that. You can ask what you will and God will always provide for you. Now, let's look at the story once again, because she sold it to the man of God. Or we say it this way. She sold to her brothers and sister who had a need. She had a son. The son was raised from the dead. He was able she was able to avoid calamity because she was told once again that the family was coming. So she was able to bypass the calamity because of her relationship with the man of God. Then the word of God says when she returned from those seven years that all of her land, her home and all the proceeds, all the profits that was benefited from that land for those past seven years was given to her. She didn't lose a thing. You all, let me tell you something. God will greatly bless you. Do what God has called you to do. God knows your heart. Now, listen, don't be like I was. God knew my heart. And because God was greater than my heart, they would condemn me about that situation. I was able to come boldly before the throne of grace. But in the second instant, uh, as we continue on, the word of God says, listen, if you give, your heart will not condemn you. You can receive whatever you ask of God. You all God wants you to give to those that are in need, those who are who who there has it. There is a need. And those who God command you to. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.